0: Hey, profiler, faithful. It's Maddie Kiwoom. Welcome to another episode of the Game Plan. We are heading into week three, ladies and gents, and football is in full effect. Puka Nakua is unstoppable. Hunter Henry is the tight end too. Oh, and Antonio Gibson has been relegated to a straight backup role. So, yep football is here all right this week i am joined by a good buddy of mine here at player profiler a friend of the show and we are gonna get you ready to crush your week three matchup so ladies and gents get out your pens and your pay your pads and let's start game planning to dominate your week three matchups I am joined by one of my favorite guys in the entire fantasy universe he is the co-host of the dynasty roundtable the youtube manager and head editor here at player pro gang give it up for my friend my brother and my fellow nard seth diewald what's going on seth
1: hey what's up maddie it's it's always a pleasure to be on the game plan as i saw the first thing i saw when i hopped in the stream was your DJ Moore jersey, and I felt I immediately. I was like I got to throw on the Justin Fields. You know, it's it's not the it's it's not the best time. It's not the best time to be a Bears fan. I mean, but to be fair, Bears fans have mostly seen pain and misery for the last several years. So it's That's the truth. it's not really anything new. Although this week was a whole new level of like, what's real? What's not real? What's going on? Is he calling <laughs> out the coach? Is he not? Now they're hugging on the practice field. So I guess it's all fine. I don't know, but hopefully they can draw up some plays where he can utilize his legs a little bit better. But we will see, obviously, Kansas City this week. And I'm fully prepared to talk 55 minutes about Chicago Bears, Kansas City Chiefs. So, I mean, if we
0: we can go. Listen, listen, we're going to get into that because, I mean, listen, the jerseys are out. Yeah. But the people want to know. Listen, I know you're a Bears fan, and it always comes out as a joke on Dynasty Roundtable. Make sure you guys are checking out Dynasty Roundtable every other Wednesday. Matt Babich and Seth talk Dynasty, and it's it's awesome. I've been on the show; it's a blast. But so, but also, people are interested in these two players specifically. Justin Fields and DJ Moore. For better or worse, people need to know a little bit about them. And we're going to get into at least one of them here in a minute. But first, I want to say what's up to everyone in the chat. Rich Rackus, new member. Let's go, Rich. Get ready to dominate week three. Jonathan Lang's in the chat producer of the show. What's going on, JL? FF Blankenship, let's f and go. Of course, we're ready to go. We got the man, Seth thywald in the house. And Jose is also hanging out. He's ready to crush in week three. And I'm ready to dive into today's subject. So I was just telling Seth this right before I hit record. <clears throat> and it wasn't to mess with his head. I only realized after I said it, I probably should have started our conversations with this. But Seth is the very first guest on the game plan in which there was an NFL game uh, the following day. I've never had someone on the show to break down the slate with me before I went solo all year during the regular season last year. It was only until the offseason where I had guests. So I'd let them know that. So this is gonna be a fun show, a good breakdown of week three. But I probably should have waited till that. I, or I should have told you this earlier. No, I mean I kind of did just drop it on you.
1: Yeah, it's 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 cool, man. I'm honored that you would uh that I would be this guest that I'd be serving this role. And uh let's we'll see. Hopefully we can live up to the the hype here that Maddie's <clears throat> Bestowing upon me this this illustrious position that I've been uh, awarded here for whatever reason <laughs> I don't I don't know why but uh, yeah we're we're here to help people in week three and uh, get get you some winning players if you're mm-hmm. dealing with Saquon Nick Chubb oh like w- what, what do you do right the what injuries. do you do running back and you know if you if you have Anthony Richardson you know this is what we're here for so we're right. gonna we're gonna deliver to the people some winning players this week.
0: And if you're new, check out the game plan. First of all, welcome. Uh, pleasure to have you. But the game plan is, is the day before, you know, battle. This is your chance to get in, learn about, or not learn about, but maybe get uh, uh, shed some light on the players that you can pick up off your waiver wires, cheap DFS-type players, guys that you can get in, like Seth said, for your Anthony Richardsons, for your Nick Chubbs. And if you're in the chat, feel free to leave a lineup question, uh, a little tease about that. We'll talk about that later. But you can leave your lineup questions, whether it be trades or whatnot, in the chat. We'll get to it. And what we like to do here on the game plan is have one segment that is a more what I like to call big-picture conversation where we're talking about some things that these – Fantasy managers can uh, maybe get the idea the seed planted in their head in which they can make a move or whatever to get better at the the regular season. Then we're going to obviously dive into the bargain bin. Get dirty so that you can get all the answers heading into week three. So we need some hits here, Seth. That's how we will dictate if the game plan guest edition in the regular season is success is if we can relay some good players to the fine people checking this out. So let's get into the first segment. So what we're going to talk about today is – uh, the overreaction theater. If you haven't heard that term before, the overreaction theater is the whirlwind of blahs that you hear in the fantasy community after just two weeks. Sometimes they're right in their blaring. Sometimes they're absolutely wrong, but these are the things that we want to check on to see if there's value to be had. So we are going to talk about a couple players that we are taking advantage of because there is a market overreaction currently. And you tagged it right off the top of the show, and I was on my list, so we might as well start with justin fields is the market overreacting i mean i'm starting to see him become available via trade in superflex league superflex dynasty leagues so i mean just the two three weeks ago there was no way on god's green football earth that you were going to be able to acquire justin fields other than selling the entire mortgage of your dynasty assets but here we are week three people are starting to soften on him should people stay the course and should people buy justin fields if they can get him at a discount
1: well, I, I said on the Dynasty Roundtable that he, was, he is now, whether you like him or not, he's the most volatile asset in Dynasty, especially Superflex. If That's you true. like him, if you like him, like I do, I think Justin Fields is a lot of talent. I think whatever's going on with the Chicago Bears, I mean, it's the Chicago Bears people. We have issues <laughs> with quarterbacks, okay? Like, like I saw, I've been, I've been seeing the QB school. I've been seeing Kurt Warner's thing that he put, put out there um, that makes it like the the freeze frame of the wide open receiver. It's a little bit more complicated than people uh, might think like the wide receivers, not running the right routes. Not like what Justin sees on that play isn't necessarily what like you're looking at from the freeze frame, because there's another Mm -hmm. receiver right behind him and there's a cornerback that's kind of out of the frame that, Looks like he could be jumping the raft. So anyway, but I won't. I won't go, dive too deep into the film. But it's it is two games, right? It's two games. I'm if if I'm hold. My advice is I'm holding Justin Fields. There's no way I'm trading him right now after two games, right? Especially considering this Bears team and especially their defense does not look very good. So this means Justin Fields is going to be in these negative game script situations. He's going to be running around. He's going to be scoring you a lot of fantasy points but where did do, where does like real life nfl meet fantasy is like because the bears are going to have a decision to make long term right they have two picks they have carolina's pick they have their own pick they don't look like a very good football team so us as dynasty managers maybe not so much redraft we have to really consider like okay what are the bears going to do how are they going to evaluate justin fields and he is in his third year so they're going to have a decision to make. of what, do, do they extend him? Do they pick up his fifth year option? These are the things we should be thinking about. But for the hit here and now, there's absolutely no way you can trade Justin Fields because you're getting 50 cents, 75 cents on the dollar. Mm-hmm. I would be feeling out like uh, there's an article that dropped today. Trade God's article published at 12 noon, right as right as we kicked off here. Maddie Keywoom, Jason Alwine and one of Jason Alwine's buys is Justin Fields. Just to give that away. And there's a lot of good reasons that he brings up in the article for why Justin Fields is buying I Frankly, I agree with him. If, if you can get him on the discount, I think it's a risk worth taking because we've seen the upside of Justin Fields, and that's quarterback one, 40 points in back-to-back weeks last year. I mean, that's the kind of upside we're dealing with here, and I'm always willing to take a shot on talent and upside.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm looking to buy Justin Fields, and I think in redraft it's going to come even easier. Uh, people are going to be getting real, real uh, – frustrated they're gonna get more and more frustrated with fields but there's two reasons why i'm buying in redraft and also i'm buying a dynasty because there's so many twists and turns and ups and downs that we will have between now and the bears next draft selection that we'll have off ramps we'll have on ramps with fields i'm not worried about that quite yet in dynasty if i can acquire a player like fields during season i'm doing so because i was so high on his ability just three weeks ago and i know it's been bad but there are two things that are making me think that i need to stay the course uh one was his start to 2022 uh you know 2022 is the year in which he ascended uh the player profiler twitter account had a nice tweet about this in specifics in terms of rushing shout out jason Allwine holding it down but let me run through the amount of fantasy points that uh justin Fields scored the first five weeks of the 2022 season 6.7 4.5 oh this is actually the Sorry, this is the wrong thing. I was looking at the wrong season. I was like, I did not think it was this bad. But either way, week two, week three last year, under 10 fantasy points, he had 14.6 in that torrential downpour in San Francisco. Uh, and then it was still just 10.2 in week four. It wasn't until week five that he got that 17-point quarterback's performance, QB 13 that week, and then it was off to the races. So he has started slow. And the other reason why uh, Justin Fields is a buy for me, and this has nothing to do with his rushing ability, has to do with the team around him okay any and this is not uh this is how hierarchies work when you have checks and balances when the base level or the low the lower levels middle management whatever you want to call it it becomes a shit show what happens is the executives get involved the higher ups get involved and whatever's going on and I'm not going to speculate on what the things that I've read about the defensive coordinator and the, the house rating and the FBI all that crazy stuff that's going on, I'm not commenting on that what I am commenting on is the offense isn't happy. Justin Fields is saying things in the media after week two that's showing his frustrations on top of all this craziness that's going on leg- legally with this coaching staff. There's a chance that the ownership steps in early and goes, Matt Eberflus, I'm sorry, you're gone. You're gone. And then it becomes one of two things, backyard football or they try to salvage the rest of the year with whoever's the interim coach. And I think both of those will be good for fantasy because what Justin Fields has showed us is that when you let him run around, make plays, he makes plays. He's got DJ Moore. DJ Moore, sometimes I don't know how to react uh, when the fantasy community is down on a guy who just had 18 fantasy points. It's like you, you could bitch and complain about week one; he did not help your fantasy team. But then when he goes above projection, scores you eighteen fantasy points, he goes six for a hundo, and people are still like, "Ah, oh, DJ Moore sucks." It's like oh, I, what, what does he have to do? What does that guy have to do? So I think that what we're gonna see is exactly what you mentioned, Seth, is the marriage of fantasy and real life football, and I think it's gonna be good for us now. It might suck for just you know Justin Fields rosters in May, in June next year, but right now through December. I'm okay with Justin Fields. I think he's going to absolutely get his chances to play. So I'm all into Justin Fields.
1: Also in Dynasty, we have to consider like you have teams like Minnesota who looks like there's, they're going to move off of Kirk Cousins who had interest in trading up for Justin Fields mm-hmm. in the draft. You're, you're going to have other teams out there that are quarterback needy. And you, uh, you, like uh, there's 32 of these jobs, right, in the NFL – You can't tell me that Justin Fields isn't at least going to get a crack at another at another job, even if it's not with Chicago. So I I do think that there's some long term value, even Mm -hmm. if we hit our worst case scenario option, which is Justin Fields plays plays this bad, like continues to play at a level where he's not going to be the starting quarterback of the Bears next year. Mm -hmm. Like some team is going to take a chance on him. And that that I mean, if that's Minnesota, I mean, who looks hell bent on moving on from Kirk Cousins. I mean, that would be a pretty good situation. So there's there's out even if we hit our worst case scenario, which I think is also we have to consider in our evaluation, too.
0: Yeah, there's some good players, good quarterbacks uh, coming in this year's draft. I guess that is the ultimate worry, worry. They passed on Bryce Young, but I doubt they will pass on Caleb Williams. And if you want to hear about some of the upcoming talent, the next wave of fantasy relevant players, check out the future cast me and Theo. Uh, our latest episode just dropped uh, yesterday with Anand Naduri, the great Anand Naduri from Decision Point and we talked about Colorado, obviously. We talked about uh, some players that we're. Uh, excited about some players that were a little down on in terms of their long-term fantasy relevance so check out the future cast over at the player profile youtube channel now seth what give us one more player other than justin fields that you're saying either i'm going to use this over overreaction to sell or i'm going to take this undeserved hate and buy give me one more player that we can tell the people listening that they can go out and try to make trades for
1: well can i give you a can i give you a sell like uh of like course a, okay. absolutely
0: Overhype can go both ways.
1: Yeah, I I think um, and and you're kind of seeing it. I I think there's two ways you can go with this Minnesota running back situation, and I, it, it's boring. And we were we were talking pre-show. Sometimes the good, the best moves to make in dynasty are the bore, the boring, the
0: boring ones. ones. Absolutely, yeah.
1: I I still in this Minnesota running back situation. I know they traded for Cam Akers, but. This is very reminiscent of the DeAndre Swift trade, right? Where they, it's just like a late round pick swap. And I still think Madison is going to get those red zone touches, and I think Cam Akers is going to be more involved in the passing game. So I'm kicking the tires on Alexander Madison as a buy. And if mm-hmm. you if, and I have Cam Akers in a few leagues, and the Los Angeles Rams, who their offense is way better than we thought it was going to be, yeah, With we do. And company, and they're just with, healthy, looking good. Yeah, and they're just going to roll with Kyron Williams. If you added Kyron Williams, I mean that he's locked, locked and loaded. Smash. Like RB two for sure, uh, RB one upside definitely yeah. week to week. So yeah, that's that's a smash. And when whenever a team tells another player adios, goodbye, we want you out the door. Like that's that's a red flag. And uh, yeah. honestly, like any sort of value that you gain with Cam Akers, because this is about as good as you could hope for for cam acres i'm putting him on the trade block and i'm seeing what's out there so that's where i where i side on the minnesota running back situation is i'm i'm selling cam acres at his value because he's probably valued higher than alexander madison i would guess mm-hmm. my guess is alexander Madison's still going to be involved in the offense i'm betting he's going to get those touches that we want him, want him to get inside the 10 inside the five uh the, the coach who i'm blanking kevin o'connell there we kevin go kevin o'connell yep kevin o'connell came out and said they need to run the ball more I think that you know asking Cam I mean they're not even playing him this week he's inactive this week so asking Cam Akers to come in right away and fill that running back void that you know like to get get a 40-50% snap share I think is not realistic for him to learn the playbook that that quick mm-hmm. so if you need a cheap running back you might be able to like get him for a third plus I don't like you know it's I'm sure some people are completely punning on Alexander Madison, and I'm here to tell you that when the value's this low, I'm interested. So I'm I'm, will, I'm willing to kick the tires at least.
0: So i um, again, you know, this is uh, apparently the NFC North show, but I don't, <laughs> don't care. These players need to be talked about. We'll talk about these the Lions the,
1: next. Yeah. yeah, the Lions, and then it's the anybody Packers but the Poles. Packers. Like, We're gonna yeah, go we, don't to, we need to talk about the Packers.
0: Yeah. Also, what kind of voodoo? <laughs> happens in your house mr diewald three snaps in rogers goes down
1: what type of well okay chicken bones buried what did you do i don't hey now do you think i i I don't i don't wish injury upon anybody i don't wish injury upon anybody i'm actually mad that aaron Rodgers decided to be so selfish and get himself injured because now (laughs) there's no way there's no way that i can prove that i would have been right about garrett wilson being over because everybody now is like oh garrett Like, I think Garrett Wilson's a buy because, oh, he has to deal with Zach Wilson. It's like, no, Garrett Wilson's really good. I just didn't think he was wide receiver three and dynasty good. I thought CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, like those types of players, like he should have been closer to Chris Olave. Chris Olave is looking really good, too. Um, So like no slight to Garrett Wilson. I just thought, yeah, you know, maybe we're getting a little ahead of our skis. And I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback that we think he can be to elevate Garrett Wilson to the level that we think he can. Be elevated to, and then say. four plays in, of course, it's all over. Ooh. And then he's we we already have Aaron Rodgers, they, like he went right into douchebag mode, saying, Oh, the night is always darkest before the dawn. It's like typical Aaron Rodgers, poet, but anyway. And he's a poet, a poet, philosophizer, completely ruining the dark night for me. One of my favorite movies. Um. But anyway, no, no, no. <laughs>
0: we, no we couldn't like, get a show in without Seth bad mouthing yeah. Aaron Rodgers. No, That's but facts,
1: yeah, yeah. So I mean, we're I mean, it must suck to be a Jets fan because this defense, that defense looked really good. They actually look like they'll be good. The yeah, they'll be, be they'll be. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna make a move for a quarterback, if, especially if Zach Wilson is bad over these next few weeks. But anyway. Like no, so I'm actually mad that Aaron Rodgers got okay. injured because I would, I I don't mm-hmm. wish injury upon anybody. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. I I yeah. I want him to be healthy, Completely. happy, uh-huh. uh, you know, go date sure. another supermodel yeah. or actress or whatever he does. Go 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 back in the darkness for another day and a half <laughs> or as as long as he can take it. You know, I'm sure he'll go back to hosting Jeopardy or whatever he's into. And then next year he'll come back and he'll, he'll, he'll prove me all. I mean, we can do this whole song and dance all over again next year. If, you know, okay. so it's yep. it's, it, 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 it's I guess dad. it sucks for this year, but I we had that to look forward to. I could just it'll know, be next everything year. Everything that, that now you've he'll heard, be back. Yeah, everything you've heard from me just rinse, recycle, repeat for next year. Okay.
0: <laughs> so yep. you, okay. So everybody it's everybody has cycle. that to look
1: forward to. So there Get you ready
0: for it. Take a <laughs> yeah. break in the offseason, yeah. and then he'll he'll be back. He'll be back yes. with Aaron Rogers 8. Uh, yeah. but real quick, I do want to br- touch upon the, the Miami, uh Miami, the Minnesota Vikings backfield. I think what your overall point is is genius is use both sides of the overreaction theater because i think the market is down on madison and higher on acres and if you could sell acres for roshan johnson Ooh, if you yeah. could sell acres for you know that in, 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 in re in in zach ma for zach moss in redraft or maybe miles sanders in redraft i'm doing it because those are the guys i think will have a little more value and even if madison isn't a long-term riser in terms of value. Just look at one week ahead, or I should say one day ahead. Chargers-Vikings has the highest over-under on the slate. Vikings are at home. They're only a one-point favorite. There's going to be points scored, and if Madison goes for you know, 18 carries, 92 yards, a touchdown, four catches, 40 yards, another touchdown, his value goes up. And then you can decide next week whether you want to pump and dump or you want to pump and hold and as far as the acres I don't know I mean there's something he he's so supremely talented so if you have a change a change of scenery guy in your league Make that phone call today. Right now, make that phone call because we've seen it work. We've seen it not work. It can go both ways, so I'm not going to put all my eggs in the basket of hoping that going to Minnesota now all of a sudden makes Cam Akers the next Adrian Peterson. I don't see it happening. But um, So we're saying use overreaction to buy and sell the Minnesota backfield. We're also saying use this overreaction to get yourself some Justin fields shares we're going to go ahead and take a quick pause for the cause and hear about underdog but right after we get back we're going to answer a few of your questions in the chat
2: it has been two years since josh larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from pick'em games specifically underdog pick'ems and how do you do it well you look at a slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout you also look for a shit show game. Six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets, Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than Garrett Wilson less than Aaron Rodgers less than Josh Allen less than Gabriel Davis less than boom, 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 boom. You can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Oh, sneaky shoot out there in Philadelphia. Minnesota is going to be in comeback mode. So we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than Madison, less than, but also Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums. And you use promo code underworld to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in $100. Underdog matches that deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking.
0: Matty Kewoom here with Seth Diewald. We're breaking down the Week 3 slate to get you prepared, to help you plan to dominate Week 3. We're about to dive into the Bargain Bin, America's favorite fantasy segment in the entire world. But before we do, let's answer some questions here, Seth. Chad Skaggs, I got big country in the chat. Drop antonio gibson for a chain and redraft
1: oh this question hurts me this question because the answer's probably yes no I, no no it's you yes think it's so? not yes
0: no it's not yes uh, I, I what makes, what, what, they, what they about devon a chain gives you more confidence than, than gibson
1: i i think there's a lot i guess the question is that there's a lot more upside with a chain we know kind of what gibson's usage is gonna be and i'm always
0: is what brian robinson's doing it's Brian Robinson going so, down, and, kinda, and Brian Robinson's running back two in the year.
1: Trust me. I, I'm the biggest Antonio Gibson stand. Maybe I just need to keep the faith here. because Keep the faith week three, yeah. brother. Don't lose it. Kid, right.
0: don't lose the faith. What is A-Chain shown, Nothing. either in his usage or his actual efficiency, that gets you more excited than Antonio Gibson? Stay the path, because yeah. Gibson's yep. upside is Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson is 20 points a game right now. So
1: Yeah. You also have every Eric Bien- me, baby. You also have Jeff Wilson coming back in a couple weeks, too, and uh, Mostert's ahead of him.
0: And the, and the Jonathan yeah. Taylor talks will resume momentarily.
1: They will. Okay.
0: Bobby Dazzler's in the chat. What's up to you, Bobby? Kendra Miller or P. Ryan, full point PPR? Let's go with just week three.
1: Okay. Man, this is tough because I, I, I don't know what Kendra Miller's usage is going to be. I, I mean, the, they could just roll out Dusty Tony Jones for most of the – so I, I I probably P Ryan for me as much as it it sounds pukey I think because I want to see Kendra Miller I I, I want to see like this is his week I, I doubt they really ramp up his usage a ton mm-hmm. this week just because he's coming back from multiple injuries multiple lower body injuries and as much as we're excited about this rookie. I, I mean, this is, I mean, gosh, P Ryan too, although I'm not the biggest fan of P Ryan, but if you're going to make me choose, I, I'll go P Ryan.
0: Uh, I love if, so if this isn't a necessarily, you know, 100% start, this is more of a roster decision. I'm going Kendrick. I think the upside, yeah. up, but if you need to play this week, even if it's flex, give me some AJ P Ryan, uh, the Broncos dolphins as one of the highest over-unders on the slate. I'm going to talk about a player here when we dump into the bargain bin. Uh a forty-eight over under. Uh, Broncos are diggity dogs. Uh, six and a half points on the road in Miami. This this smells to me like a, a game in which P Ryan could catch five passes, and that already puts you at the 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 the, uh, the you know the positive side of the projection for this week. And I think that puts you in a good situation to win. Uh, only gonna answer one more lineup question because sneak peek. Seth and I we decided to go for a little double date action this weekend. We're gonna hang out today talking on the game plan. Tomorrow starter stream. Seth and I will be answering your lineup questions live here at the Player Profile YouTube channel. So we're gonna only do one more lineup question. So you're gonna have to come back tomorrow to get more. Seth and Meta Key Womb action a. But the blanket chips asking PPR. Uh, pick one in PPR: Gibson, Reynolds, or a chain.
1: Gosh, I think we answered this already. I mean, as as pukey as it is, I think it's – I still think it's Gibson. It's probably either Gibson or Craig Reynolds for me. Because we, for some reason, Detroit is slowly, and I mean slowly, ramping up Jameer Gibbs. Although Jameer Gibbs did, I think, get eight targets this past week. But Craig Reynolds is kind of going to assume that David Montgomery role where he's going to get – a lot of these carries in between the 20s and inside the 10. Um, so Craig Reynolds is sneaky there. But man, in a PPR league, I think, gosh, like Gibson, I, like sometimes with players, like I'll admit, like mm-hmm. my, my heart is broken. Like I, I don't know what to do with Antonio Gibson. Like it's <laughs> like, like you found the weak link in my armor and it's Antonio Gibson because I'm like, God, I've recommended him so many times to so many people. And you know, it's just I'm so jaded at this point. I'll admit that even people like myself and you, like we, we have these players. So it's like, what is going on with Antonio Gibson? I don't understand it. He's so athletic. You see what happens when you get the ball when he gets the ball in his hands. It's yeah. just like it's. The, Brian Robinson has the the just the uh, like the amount of success that he's had. He's been like, good. I'm not I'm good. hating on Robinson. Like, no, he's been good. Wins. He's been good, but. Uh, he, Imagine if you put somebody more athletic like yeah, Antonio put... Gibson in that same situation. Uh, I mean, how many touchdowns uh, is he breaking away and scoring? Like, it's, I, ah, like, you know, like that's where I'm at with Antonio Gibson. Like, so understand? this, is, the, this is
0: what I'll say, Seth. This is what I'll do. I'll, I'll break this up. I'll break okay. what we're saying because you right. and I have too much love for Gibson. So, what we're going to yeah. do for you, Blankenberg, is we're just going to go straight to the player Profile rank. So, player profiler this week, for week three, has ranked a chain at 37. Uh, Mr. Craig Reynolds at 44, and Antonio Gibson at 46. So take that information, do with what you please. But I do think a sneaky play here in your deeper dynasty leagues or even deep rostered redraft leagues. Go see if BAM Knight's available. Bam Knight all of a sudden has a few flashes here with Montgomery out. Maybe you could turn it into a third in Dynasty. Maybe you could turn it into a better defense if you're playing in a casual league. There's things you could do to gain some value. Last question we're going to ask here, it's all it's all about Devon A-Chain this weekend, Mr. <laughs> Seth Dywald. Slayton in the chat, someone dropped A-Chain this week. How much fab should I put on him? He has until tomorrow morning to make the decision. What, you, what type of fab would you put on uh, Devon A-Chain right
1: now? It depends on how deep your league is. Um, Hmm. You know, like how many roster spots are we dealing with here? Like if it's a shallow bench, it's probably a little bit less because you're probably going to have to drop somebody pretty enticing to pick them up. I'd probably go, I'd probably go as high as maybe 10 to 15%. um, Because I'd like you, you touched on it earlier, right? Mm -hmm. We do. We do still have Raheem Mostert. Jeff Wilson's coming back from IR in a couple weeks. They were talking to Jonathan Taylor about a trade i know they drafted him really high i know he's he's explosive but they're probably going to use him i mean think of how the lions are using jameer gibbs right now mm-hmm. that i think is probably how devon a chain is going to be used with the dolphins if i had to guess right sparingly in catching situations yeah but, i mean
0: two seven yeah catches.
1: well yeah yeah if he gets i i but like i don't know if he's going to get that many targets but i'm yeah. just saying like, no, you know so, so so I would probably go 10 to 15%. Honestly, like I'm not the biggest Devon A chain fan. Like, you know, I'm ashamed of myself that I wavered on Antonio Gibson. That's why I've got my guy, Maddie Kiwum. Like, I'm Antonio (laughs) Gibson. uh, Hold strong. Anyway, so like that's kind of where I'm at with A chain. I think there's just so many other options in that backfield that I I know we're we're excited about these rookies, but I don't know if his usage is going to merit him being a week in, week out starter. Mm. You know, for the we'll see. I mean, he, yeah, like, there's definitely a world where he comes in and just has one electric play after, like, there. there's that world. He is extremely fast, extremely athletic.
0: He's gonna have big plays, there's yeah. no doubt about yeah. it. He's gonna have big splash plays. Uh, the way I'm gonna answer this, Slayton, I think, and I'm pretty much on pace with it with what Seth's saying here. I'm not gonna really go against what he's saying because I, I agree with a lot of it. Uh, but in terms of percentages, you're at 10 15 percent, I think I'm eight to 10 percent. Uh, uh, we'll go eight to 12 percent. And the range being if you're in a league where you know for a fact multiple people will be putting bids in today, I could go 12, I could go 15 if you uh, are a fan of HN. If this is going to be where you're probably not going to be outbid, there's only going to be you, and maybe one other person, I'd go eight uh, percent. I would, I don't need to have him. I actually dropped him in a redraft league, and I know like, oh, it was like, but. If I showed you who's available, you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, you could probably get him back next week if not him then Kendra or blah, blah, blah. So yeah. there are leagues in which I'm not worried too, too much. And if that's the league you're in, and you'll know, Slayton, you'll know your league better than us. I'm going 8%. Hey, Snowman says hit that like button, people. The man is not lying. Jonathan Durston Gibson is great if they would just use him. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't join, agree join more the, with
1: jo- you, sir. Join the Antonio Gibson uh, gloom and doom club.
0: <laughs> <What>? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The doom and gloom club. But here, let's pivot a little bit. Let's get ourselves dirty, get the hands dirty, jump into the bargain bin. These are players that you can add in your leagues, throw them on your roster, and they can help you win in week three. Or there are even guys maybe you want to throw into a DFS lineup, cash in a little bit. That is what we got for you today. We got quarterback, running back, receiver, and tight end. Let's start at the quarterback position. I want to bring up a guy here, Seth, a rookie. Rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud, the Houston Texans, are at the Jacksonville Jaguars. C.J. Stroud is only rostered in 10.4% on ESPN leagues, 29% on Sleeper. You can get him at 5,300 on DK, 6,600 on FanDuel, so he's cheap all over. Uh, And the reason why I want to add him, if I'm in a pinch, and matter of fact, as an Anthony Richardson rosterer, I have had to pivot off of Richardson this week, and I've decided to go with C.J. Stroud. If you were smart like me and were be- and benched Daniel Jones because of that horrible matchup on Thursday and looking for a quarterback, C.J. Stroud is your guy. In Week 2, he threw for 384 passing yards, two touchdowns, zero INTs. He only had one turnover-worthy play last week. He's ultra careful, and he's really, really showcasing that accuracy that we all fell in love with at OSU. He was QB 13 on the week uh, and did have a touchdown pass to uh, Tank Dell taken away via penalty. So uh, if that is a third touchdown, you're talking about a top 10 quarterback on the week. Um, and when we look at this specific matchup in the division versus the Jaguars, it's a 44 and a half over under. Um, that's not at the top of the slate, but it's at the top half of the slate. It's better than average this week. And Houston is eight and a half point diggity dog. So should be another comeback effort. For the Texans and in comeback mode, what the Houston Texans have shown us, and I think we're going to grow to love uh, Demeco Ryans and his staff for this decision. Is there letting CJ Stroud throw the damn ball? He's chucking it in garbage time. 44 attempts in week one, 47 pass attempts last week. If I need a quarterback, I'm going to CJ Stroud. Um, I think he could get he could go for over three hundred fifty yards. I think he has an upside of three touchdowns now. If you want to marry the two, I don't know if he has that type of upside. Um, the Jaguars have been better than I thought on defense, but uh, we'll see if the heat is a factor like it was last week in the Chiefs game. But even so, uh, Chiefs I think scored what did they score last week, Seth. Fourteen points. Fourteen points. Right? Mahomes went for yeah. twenty seven. Mahomes went for over 300, had two passing touchdowns, scrambled a bit. Like there's room for the quarterback to produce against the Jaguars. So I'm going with CJ Stroud. Seth, what are your thoughts on Stroud? And if you got another quarterback uh, that the people can get deep in their bargain bins, go ahead and bring him up.
1: I, you know, I it it takes a big man to admit when they're wrong. Like my official position on uh, Stroud and Bryce Young coming into this year from a dynasty angle was they're going to struggle and you know, they're going to struggle. And I I don't know like what the upside is going to be for them to justify their value. Now CJ Stroud still has a long way to go, but 380 passing yards. And the, I just did not see them allow, like letting CJ Stroud just go ham with the passes. Mm -hmm. Like, and it, and let's face it, Maddie, this is not a good football team. Like they're going to be playing from behind. Just like, just like the bears, they're going to be slinging the rock. Like the real takeaway is yeah. CJ Stroud. Great. I hope you picked up Tank. I mean, I don't want to j- destroy the next segment, but Tank Dell, Nico Collins, like I these are players. We saw Tank Dell coming because we, you know, I mean, you pointed that. I planted out.
0: my damn flag on yeah, you, Tank Dell, baby.
1: Yeah, there you go. You planted. Yeah, there's a so man so you in your hat. Like you should like everybody should like and subscribe just for that. Like you should. Yeah, these, this should have should have been on your radar a long time ago. But like these pass catchers are going Mm -hmm. to be playable and viable week in week out because of the situation obviously it's matchup dependent but yeah cj stroud looks really good a lot better than i thought he would be and he's gonna have the opportunity to throw 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 in comeback mode time in and time out so yeah i i think he's definitely playable this week definitely viable Another quarterback. Uh, There's a perfect article for this, this segment that we do. It's Theo Greminger's fantasy sleepers. Yes. Um, shout out OG, which is great. Like he he puts in a bunch of players that are rostered. He cheated this week though. He he threw in a couple players that were rostered in more than seventy five or more than twenty five percent of Yahoo leagues is kind of his benchmark. But Sam Howell's another quarterback. That I did not see coming this mm-hmm. year. I mean, uh, Sam Howell, quarterback twelve on the year. I mean, if you went in this direction where you punted quarterback and you just took other positions in your draft to this point, I mean, think about it. Like Joe Burrow, yeah. ugh, Josh Lamar Allen had a and, bad week one. Yeah, Josh Allen had a bad week Rush one bad, too. Yep. So you probably feeling pretty good. And and Sam Howell is another one of these players that is rostered in just twenty one percent of Yahoo leagues. Like I said. He's got some, he's got some rushing upside to his game. He's thrown four touchdown passes over 500 yards uh, for the commanders. And, you know, this week I know he plays Buffalo, uh, but, but they're at home mm-hmm. and this is kind of a big game for them to really like, this is a big game for Sam. How like it is Sam, Howell legit franchise quarterback. These are the kind of games, even in year one, in his first year as a starter, I know he's not a rookie. Like you got to sit. Um, where he can really prove himself yeah. and they should be probably playing from behind too. So I think Sam Howell's a pretty good start um, this week. If you're in a pinch, if, if you have Anthony Richardson, another quarterback who's maybe been even a deeper play is I don't, and I don't know if you're going to agree with this, but the other quarterback listed on in Theo's articles, Baker Mayfield. I mean, Baker Mayfield, I know he had Chicago last week and Philadelphia. looks like a, t- a tough matchup, but I mean, they gave up a ton of points to Minnesota. Now that's Minnesota. But, I mean, Tampa Bay. No, there's – no,
0: Tampa Bay's had a, a good offense. They've proven to be a good offense. The reason why I made that face, that face of – I don't know, is – I mean, yeah. just now – We talked about the overreaction theater uh, mm-hmm. beginning part of the show. Can't we see a scenario where everyone's like all hyped on Baker Mayfield and then the Philadelphia Eagles, Jordan Davis, Jalen, you know, these big dogs yeah. just come kick the shit out of Baker. We're like, yeah, that's the splash of cold water we all needed on our faces. I could see that happening, but I also could see the Baker show continuing because you made the best point, I think, out of this whole conversation when we're talking about Philly Bucks is that Minnesota did it and you could call Kirk Cousins a. Uh, Far better player than Baker. I don't know if I'd go that far to be honest. And I'm a, a fan of of Kirk Cousins. The receivers are very good on both teams. So uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm not opposed to it. Theo is a genius. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna poo poo the Baker Mayfield love. But I am gonna move on to the next position, the running back position. And this guy came up in the chat, so I'm very very excited that a lot of you are sticking around. So thank you for for hanging out with Seth and I this week. But uh, I'm gonna talk to you about kendra Miller. And if you're in a bind this week, Kendra Miller could be your guy. Um, He's making his NFL debut. There's no Alvin Kamara. Jamal Williams is out. And ladies and gents, let me tell you something. Tony Jones is a PLUG. He is the definition of a plug. He had horrible yards per carry last week. He scored two touchdowns from the one. And let's face it. Kendra Miller uh, has what it takes. Uh, Talk about where is he available, though. Yeah, well, on ESPN, he's only rostered about 16.5% and only 41% on sleepers. So you can get him in a number of leagues through different platforms. Like I mentioned earlier, he's got the size and the speed to perform at the NFL level. Some very, very smart people in terms of uh, evaluation, player evaluation, would argue that he could perform at a high level. Uh, in the NFL, after rushing for damn near 1,400 yards at TCU, uh, he has, and the uh, Saints did use a third round pick to acquire him now. Alvin Kamara's back next week. You would have to assume that why not see what we have in this kid? No Jamal. We're going to use Jamal. Like he's not a long term asset, but he's definitely someone in week three in my redraft leagues I will bring up and I will use in a bind uh, if I've lost a bunch of players. But let's talk about this game against the Packers. Because uh, we are looking at week three. The Packers against the running back so far this year. You have given up the seventh most rushing yards. The second most receiving yards to opposing running backs. And the seventh most fantasy points per game. So they are prone to be beat on the ground. And this game projects to be a grind-em-out type of contest. The 42 over-under is one of the lowest on the slate. A one and a half point spread. That suggests they're looking at a grind-em-out game in Green Bay I'm okay using the running back on a team that hasn't really tried to fire. I mean, I, I, I'm actually kind of high on this offense for fantasy purposes, even though they don't really have to score a ton of points. I think that they're, they've are they been running the plays that are good for fantasy players. And for this week, Kendra Miller can absolutely have a, a, a RB2 type of week, given the circumstances of his role and the circumstances of this matchup. So thoughts on Kendra Miller, and then go ahead and talk about some other running backs that we can find here in the Bargain Man.
1: I I love uh, Kendra Miller's upside, especially in Dynasty. But I think I'm a little more skeptical of his usage in in week in the in his first start. I think they're going to mm-hmm. ease him in. I do think Tony Jones is going to take the prime like a lot of the touches. I think he's going to be the back they use most of the time because like NFL coaches don't necessarily always. I mean, we talked about this with Antonio Gibson. They don't mm-hmm. always necessarily see you know what we see. Um, and, you know, they, there's like a reliability factor to Tony Jones that you know what you're going to get. Uh, yeah. So they will use him. I mean, they'll work him in. I, I do think Kendra Miller's a really good player, very high on him in the future. But if it's between starting Kendra Miller and let's say Tajay Spears, for instance, I'll, I'll go Tajay Spears, even against Cleveland. Um, like if it, it, between okay. those two options, because we are seeing Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears split carries a little bit more evenly player, than yeah. people I expected right away. We're seeing Tajay Spears get targets out of the backfield. You know, like this is, this is good. We've (laughs) seen it. Like I've seen it happen. I know Derrick Henry's in the way and potentially Kendra Miller has more upside because of that, but I probably would lean Tajay Spears in that instance. But if you, if you're in a pinch, you need a running back, you didn't pick up Josh Kelly or you wouldn't, you couldn't get Josh Kelly or um, Jerome Ford or I don't know, like another option out there. Then Kendra Miller, I think, is fine if you're in a pinch. Uh, But I think he's probably going to get 30, 40% of the snaps, maybe. Okay.
0: So let me ask you it this way because these are the the players that kind of is like all intertwined because of the changes of roles in the last week. So can you rank Tony Jones, Mm Kendra,
1: Kareem Hunt? Oh, yeah. Tony Jones, Kendra, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's probably at the bottom of that list. Okay like because i, him, I just, throw throwing
0: craig reynolds too. throwing craig reynolds so craig reynolds, let's make it the four hunt reynolds tony jones and kendra rank those four real quick
1: i'd probably go uh it's a toss-up between reynolds and tony jones but i'd go reynolds slightly over tony jones um and then uh, kendra miller and then kareem hunt because i just don't know if kareem hunt has any anything left Can, mm-hmm. they already told you they're gonna jerome ford's their guy they yeah. also have pierre strong strong who you should also mm-hmm. be adding in dynasty if he's available and in like probably not in redraft yet but he's definitely a player that you should have your eye on if you, if you have deep rosters Pierre Strong look at his metrics I mean it's impressive and he's now the number 2 running back I think Kareem Hunt is going to play a role but I think he's going to be like in a it's going to be more of a committee with Jerome Ford leading leading the way and mm-hmm. I think Pierre Strong's probably a better player at this point so that's why Kareem Hunt's number 4 on the list. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah.
0: What other running backs do you think people could find the bargain bin this week?
1: Um, it's, you know, it's going to be interesting. Like we've talked about a lot of them already. Like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody's talking about Devon, a chain, uh, Craig Reynolds, we mentioned, um, you know, everybody has Roshan Johnson, but I, I I do want to talk about Josh Kelly. I think Josh Kelly could have a big week this, this week. I know he disappointed last week, but he was playing like the number, one of the better run defenses, Mm-hmm. Uh, in Tennessee last week, so I think Josh Kelly. I think you could fire him up. I I play him with confidence. I'm starting him in one of my leagues where I lost Saquon, right? And I actually like I lost Saquon and I punted RB two in that league. So I'm literally starting Jerome Ford, who has a bad matchup against that Tennessee defense that we talked about, and Josh Kelly both in the like as my RB one and right. RB two. Uh, oh, baby. I, so we'll see what happens. But uh, it, was, it was that auction league where I just punted RB2 and I yeah I had Jarek McKinnon. But anyway, so I think Josh Kelly is a good play this week, mm. too. Even if, if you picked him up, go right back to him, even though he disappointed you last week. I think he's got a good matchup and could fall in the end zone a couple of times and a high scoring highest total on the slate mm-hmm. in that um but I'm trying to think what other running backs am I missing here? Like that could people like Pierre Strong, we talked like Pierre Strong's a sneaky ad in Dynasty, probably. Um any any other running backs that you so have on your mind?
0: No, we've pretty much, I mean with the addition of Kelly, we're covering the who's who we're gonna have to dig deeper into the trenches. Uh, to get anyone else you know if we're going to go to a chuba hubbard would be another one that's kind of that next tier down but i think the tier that we're talking is available these players are available Mm -hmm. in enough leagues and josh kelly uh perhaps was either dropped after a bad week uh so that you you definitely want to check to see if the josh if Joshua Kelly's there too uh jonathan's in the chat would you play miles sanders or kendra miller uh for me it's miles sanders and it's not even close we have uh miles sanders as a top 10 play uh this week for fantasy yep. so if you got sanders fire him up and again seth and i will be on the start or stream show tomorrow morning at 11 11 a.m right
1: yep 11 a.m central a. time central time so that's 11 a-
0: so 12 p.m eastern standard time yep. 11 p.m you eastern central coast time.
1: you eastern coast people I I am
0: part of the East Coast elite, so i got to know it in my time only. But anyway, noon tomorrow, 11 or 10 or 9 or 8, wherever you are, that is when we're starting off. So we'll get into a whole lot of start or stream questions tomorrow. Now let's move on to the wide receivers, that if you need somebody in a bind, who should you play? And again, I'm sticking with the New Orleans Saints. I'm going with wide receiver Rashid Shaheed again. The Saints are in Green Bay. He's only rostered in 27.2% of ESPN leagues, 45% of sleeper leagues, so he's available in over half of the leagues on sleeper. You can get him for 4,200 on DraftKings, 6,000 on FanDuel. Let's talk about the season he's having so far. Because uh, people may not realize that number twenty-two on New Orleans New Orleans Saints is not a running back, but a receiver who's having himself a good start to twenty twenty-three. Week one, five receptions, eighty-nine yards on ninety-eight air yards, had one touchdown. He scored nineteen fantasy points. Uh, he was a top twelve receiver in week one. Week two, he had four receptions, sixty-three yards. Uh, and scored 10.3 fantasy points. Now, that's a uh, wide receiver 54, but we are bargain bin shopping. And if you could pick someone off your waiver wire, toss them in your flex one or two spot, and get 10-plus fantasy points, you're going to be excited. And that is what uh, Rashid Shahid has supplied so far. This game, again, I will talk about it, so I'm not going to talk on one side of my face, Uh, be 2 face here and talk about why the running game should work in this game because it's a grind to but it's going to be a shootout. No, I'm not going to talk on both sides. Uh, of the spectrum i'm going to st- stick stick to what i know that this game projects to be a slugfest not a grinder not a shootout whatsoever but the thing about rashid shaheed is he doesn't need that volume to be good in fantasy he's 10th so far in yards per route run he was second in yards per target 15th in deep targets he has three deep targets and only just two games And he's fourth in fantasy points per target, which means he's been very, very uh, efficient. Um, And in this matchup alone, there is the chance. I'm not projecting it. I'm not predicting it. But there is a chance in which this game does score a little bit more than expected. Green Bay has scored 24 or more points in each of the first two weeks. They've been sneaky scores. And with the addition of Christian Watson, could get a bit better. New Orleans, on the other side, hasn't scored more than 20 points in a given year game this year. And she's Shahid's been fantasy relevant. So if it is a grind out fest, Shaheed could be uh talked to he could be used in fantasy. Uh Shahid also projects to line up against Rashule Douglas. I have him ranked at cornerback 32. And if you haven't checked him out, make sure you're checking out the cornerback ranks at playprofile.com. I've put together my very first model for projections. It's fantastic, it's so exciting. I'm officially a nerd. I have a model. And I've been throwing out the cornerback ranks on player profile, so check that out. And let's talk about those cornerbacks that Rasheed Shahid could be lining up against. Uh, he's projected to go against Rasheel Douglas, who's been uh, a top 32 corner. He's been pretty good. Uh, but Shaheed actually does run uh, 21% of his routes out of the slot, which will line him up against Keyshawn Nixon. Keyshawn Nixon has been uh, a pretty Uh, what do you want to call a bad cornerback. He's been (laughs) someone you should attack in fantasy. Uh, Nixon has been giving up 2.29 fantasy points per target, which is not good. It's one of the worst so far amongst uh, qualified cornerbacks. Uh, And so what that just says, simply, you know, you take a big play wide receiver and he gets a chance to play against a big play prone cornerback. He only needs three targets. He can convert on a 60-yard touchdown. Make the day for you. So Rashid Shahid is my bargain bin wide receiver. Uh, any thoughts on Shahid? And then let's dive in, into the wide receiver position on your end. What are some guys people can use in their waiver or, or in the, the the bargain bin?
1: No, I think Shahid's proving that he, you kind of look at the numbers and you go, well, he's not really. He's kind of got a floor now, you know, because a little bit, got, you know, like I know he's kind of a still classified probably as a boomer bust, but. We know Derek Carr likes to throw the ball deep. We know that the attention is going to go to Chris Olave. So uh, Rashid Jaheed, especially if you got him in best ball, I'm going to avoid the better in best ball um, cliche. Yeah, yeah. of course. I I mean, everyone is
0: technically better in best ball. You can't be porked (laughs) by a bad line of decision. So literally everybody is better in best ball.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because it's like ah, oh, I don't have to make this tough decision of what who to start. Yeah. you know, like well, anyway, a decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rashid Shahid, yeah, I think he's definitely flex worthy this week. Even even against you know, um would it play Green Bay? I'm, I'm spacing here. Yeah, in Green okay. Bay this week. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Even though that's a tougher matchup because I know they have Jair Alexander but he's not going to yeah. face Jair, Jair Alexander. And uh, Jair's
0: not been that great this year. I will say this. He's still high in my ranks because I do factor in, like, uh, profile. Uh, long, like, their their career, everything gets factored in, in the rankings. But the model does not like Jair this year. They have him outside of the top 10 in terms of okay. his coverage. So he's beatable right now. So in interesting
1: so too. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, you got to follow those cornerback rankings because Maddie puts his blood, sweat, and tears into those. And uh, some days it is tears because, I mean – multiple tiers you know like you can happen especially not, the guys that not, i like not or... these tiers but like the both tiers oh sometimes.
0: oh t uh, okay very oh, great well, pun
1: hey multiple meanings there you go um <laughs> so i i know it might be a little bit too early but i'm already getting excited um about marvin mims and i made a bet on the dynasty round table um that marvin mims and I, i'm kicking myself now because i almost went as far to say that Jaden reed would outscore his counterpart on the green Bay Packers, Christian Watson. Mm. And uh, it's we're I know we get a two week head start with that, yes, but yes, I kind of wish I would have gone that route instead of the Marvin Mims route. But <laughs> both of those players are very interesting to me because I don't think green Bay is going to, I mean this injury, this lower body body injury to Christian Watson seems like it's lingering. I don't see them really throwing him out there right away. Like, 70 plus percent snap share you know Mm -hmm. um so i think Jaden reed's going to continue to have a role on this offense and marvin mims i know he's only got four targets on the year but marvin mims the reason i'm excited about him is that he serves a a role on this denver offense that they don't have he's kind of their deep i know it, it could be classified as running wind sprints type of guy like clearing out defenders for Cortland sutton or jerry judy but he's he's kind of, and I know it's a short sample size, but he's kind of serving as their deep play target. Right. And we know what Russell Wilson does really well. Russell Wilson throws the deep ball pretty Mm -hmm. well. So, I mean, and, and Russell Wilson, I know it, it hasn't shown up in the win loss column, but Russell Wilson's putting up fantasy points this year. He's playing a little bit better than, than he was last year. So I'm excited about Marvin Mims. I think if you have deep rosters, in dynasty like it's somebody that we haven't really the, the the public hasn't caught up to marvin mims yet i don't know if he's a start this week against miami because he is still the third option in that wide receiver core but i would start jaden reed for sure and i would keep my eye on marvin mims if you have an extra spot adam because i think he's going to play a big role in this offense and if we get to the trade deadline Cortland sutton or jerry judy could be on the move so we'll see
0: so I've gone on record and I still believe it to want to I'd rather play Tank Dell or Jaden Reed over Marvin Mims and that's because of role and floor. Uh, yep. We saw, you know, Tank Dell had 7 catches. Uh we've seen Jay, we saw Jaden Reed get 8 targets last week. Uh so I'd rather go with that but if you're in more of a desperate situation Mims is uh a bit uh more available. Yeah. And if you need somebody I'm going to go with that. Yeah, the 16 snaps is Uh, Makes me nervous, but he caught two passes for over 100 yards and touchdown. In this game specifically, the Broncos and the uh, Dolphins are a 48-point over-under. So projected to be a shootout. Uh, Denver projects to be from behind, which is why uh, I'm actually going to roll right into uh, my tight end of this week. So yeah, Marvin Mins, go ahead and use him. Uh, In the chat, Slayton's asking Tank Dell or Jaden Reed. I'm going to Tank Dell. Hey, Tank Dell has a tough matchup this week, but I like his quarterback, uh, more, I like the projectability of a potential shootout more with Houston, so give me Tank Dell. And I'm playing Tank Dell in a league, so I'm going Tank take Dizzy. Here's my tight end now. So we talked about the, the Dolphins and the Broncos matchup. Mm-hmm. Durham-Smythe, right? No, mm-hmm. I'm not going with Durham-Smythe. I'm going with Adam Troutman at, Widers- at, at tight end this week if I'm desperate, if I need a tight end this week. He's universally unrostered on ESPN, only a half percent rostered, only 4% rostered on sleepers. So he is out there for The pickings DFS stone men on both sides 4,300 on FanDuel, 3,000 on DraftKings. Um, let me put a quick pin on that. I do want to say about Marvin Mims if you're trying to stack around that game 3,900 on DraftKings, 5,300 on FanDuel, low projected ownership, great DFS play. But this is not a DFS show, so we're not gonna get mm-hmm. Adam Troutman. Believe it or not, Seth, if I said to you, mm-hmm. Adam Troutman has finished top 10 in this season in a given week, would you say I was lying or telling you the truth?
1: In this tight end landscape, I I could believe just about anything. So (laughs) i would like, I'm no, no, you're right. Like, he's he's their starting tight end, you know, like, yep,
0: no, he was. He was tight end 10 in week one. And you alluded to it. Greg Dolces is sidelined. Javante Williams seems to still be getting up to speed. So I don't know if they're going to look to run the ball, slow it down, if they're going to have much success, especially with the way this defense is playing. We saw them pretty much stymie the Patriots' run game last week. In week three, Adam Troutman. They, they uh, we've talked about the game, so I'm not going to get all into the game, but it's a, a projected shootout, the Broncos-Dolphins. We've talked about it before. And we also talked about how Denver is a six-and-a-half-point dog, so they project projected to throw the ball. It's the reason why we, uh, we're talking about Marvin Mims being a good play uh, is the exact same reason the game script could make Adam Troutman a good play. Uh, the thing about the Miami Dolphins uh, is that all three of their cornerbacks uh, do sit in my top 50 of my cornerback range. So they're playing pretty good. Their secondary has played pretty good, but I would argue that there isn't a player on the Patriots that can burn them deep like Mims. And this also could help out Adam Troutman because if the cornerbacks are shutting down Judy Sutton and Mims, it's going to leave some opportunities for their tight end. And like we said, it's Adam Troutman. So in a projected shootout, projected garbage time possibility, Russell Wilson's tight end, Adam Troutman is my bargain bin tight end of the week. Seth, what do you think about Troutman? Am I crazy? And do you have any other tight ends you'd like to offer up for the bargain bin?
1: No, I, I don't think you're crazy at all. I think it's totally fine. Um, it it kind of depends on your league. I, uh, like, if you're really, really hurting, um, like, I I would say maybe Kate Otten. Kate Otten has, I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: kind of going under the radar. He's played – he played 97% of the snaps against Chicago – and he caught six catches for 41 yards and now he's playing Philadelphia and Philadelphia has given up two big games to the tight ends. I mean, yeah, they, yeah. Two, Hawkinson get, caught two touchdowns. So if you're really hurting for tight end, um, I think Kate o- Otten That's is playable. Uh, Musk Luke Musgrave for the Packers as well is another good one. Um, he's, I think in week one, he led all of tight ends in air yards. Granted, I think that was only 82 air yards, but He's 33 of
0: them came on that one broken play. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I I think he's he's usable, you know, if you're really um, you know, if you're really trying to find a tight end, like I, I don't know, like it's just it's tough to kind of try to, you know, determine like what what tight ends are available. Like Zach Ertz is actually getting a ton of targets in Arizona and they're going to be in comeback mode. Mm -hmm. So these are all, I think playable, all three of those and Adam Troutman are playable tight ends this week. If you're in a pinch. Um, Yeah. Tight end. I will say though, tight end is the, this is the weirdest year for tight ends that I can remember. Yeah, Where it's, it's kind of, but it is kind of predictive though. It's kind of like if you have Kelsey, if you have Andrews, Hawkinson, you know, Kittle, Kittle showed up on Thursday night in a big Mm -hmm. way. Um, you're playing those guys. If you don't have uh one of those guys, it's like matchup. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> like play, figure out D- which matchup is good, and then play that. Yeah,
0: what is it? D D G A A F D J F the D G A F. Don't give a f. You know what I'm saying? You can definitely yeah. play that at tight end. But K Dotton, Adam Troutman, two good bargain bin players. Real quick, remember, Seth oh. and I are doing starter stream tomorrow. So just real quick, one word answer. What about try, Chase the Mill starting still or not? Yes or no?
1: I mean, uh, I probably not. I mean, it's it's a wild card, like it really is, because I I think they still use him in the red zone. They're probably still gonna. They probably still have those plays if they haven't used him in in you know in those formations mm-hmm. where he's the quarterback and just keeps it like. So he is a, a funky, crazy, wacky sort of player. Like, yep. um, but I I would prefer. The, the tight ends that we mentioned over him, because I think they are going to get more opportunity. Um, so like, if you're really throwing a hill Mary to the, to the stars and moon, then I, I wouldn't recommend it, but yeah, if you want to have some fun, yeah, go ahead and stick Taysom Hill in your lineup. But I prefer Musgrave, Otten, and Troutman over him. And those those players are probably available in your league, I would guess.
0: Yeah, especially Troutman. Like we said, yeah. he's universally unrostered. So mm-hmm. I would rather start the guys we talked about for sure. But if you're happen to be in the Scott Fishbowl, if you're out there listening and you're listening and you're playing Scott Fishbowl, Taysom Hill is a play because there's these weird tight end premium stats that you can get points for rushing for a first down, points for throwing for a first down. So those are the weird things where Taysom Hill becomes crazy valuable. But other than that, nope, let's go with Troutman. Let's go with k And Man, what a great show. That is a blast. Thank you, Seth, for joining. Uh, So, pleasure. before we go, you know, mm-hmm. what I like to do is obviously give you a chance to, to just go ahead and promote all that is set that all the greatness that is set the E.D.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. You can get all my crazy bears uh, rants and You know conspiracy theories on why maybe the Bears have never had a no. I I don't have any conspiracy theories. Yes, unless unless it comes. I have one about you. I have one about you. Oh, you
0: have some sort of voodoo spell circle behind your (laughs) desk that got Aaron Rodgers down for the count after only three (laughs) plays.
1: Oh well, I can neither confirm. Alleged. That's an alleged. That's alleged. That's allegedly. Um. Yeah, no, but you can follow me on Twitter at Seth underscore D-I-E-W-O-L-D. You can find me on YouTube at the same place. I have my own YouTube channel where I give you dynasty plays. We're going to start ramping up the 2024 prospects. I know Maddie's already doing that on the future cast. And I say it every every time. You guys really need to, first of all, click the subscribe button to this video. Mm -hmm. If you uh, subscribe to the Player Profiler channel and also go check out the articles. Like I said, at the, the top of the show Maddie and Jason, some of the best dynasty players you'll run into publish an article. They're going to do, I don't know if I think it's going to be either weekly. Is it weekly or bi-weekly?
0: So we can give you your taste of trade gods every single week.
1: All right. Yeah, that's right. So bi-weekly I'm the editor. I should know these things, but (laughs) bi-weekly article that's gives you dynasty buys and sells trade tips from you know some of the best dynasty players that I know. So Theo's also pumping out articles. Matt great Babbage movies, is writing great. a weekly article. DTFoldiore, yeah. Ed DeLauder. I could go on and on and on down the list. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Lang, great, great staff the for producer writers. for this show. I mean, shout out Ahan Runta, Underdog Pickham's article. Whatever you want to get better at, it's free in the articles section. DFS, like whatever your whatever your flavor is in fantasy, we've got it covered for you and it's absolutely free so go check out check that out and uh yeah those are those are some of my plugs i'm so lucky and so blessed to work with so many talented people they make my life a lot easier so I'm, I'm very yeah, lucky. I mean, guy. Play a profile
0: is a shit. It's the spot that yeah. you need to be if you want to get better at fantasy and win your leagues, no doubt about it, but you can find me on the old bird app or the former bird app. I'd say at this point, Matt, Matty key Uh my articles that I do, the cornerback rankings are all at playaprofiler.com. Uh If you want to check out even more, uh, the show, the hurdle three days a week over at the fantasy, uh, the executives of fantasy football, YouTube channel, uh, you can also go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash the executives with me and Cody Carpentier. Check that out. The game plan each and every Saturday. Love it. And My favorite thing to do every week is talk about breaking down the week. And now it's going to be with all my friends. I can't wait because like you said, we work with the best people. I mean, some of the best minds in fantasy. So you got to have them on to talk and help uh, the planners win their week. So. Shout out Player Profile and all that good stuff. That's where you can find it. Make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the Player Profile YouTube channel. we got tons of content coming out. All different shows. I mean, so many new shows this season. All with great analysts. Like, truly, Player Profile is where you need to be to win in your fantasy league. So, I'm at a key womb and I was joined by the great Seth Diewald. Keep game planning, my friends. And I will talk to you next Saturday. Peace.